In Likutis Sichas Chelik Dalet, this is the Sicha for Parshish Shlach. In this Sicha, the Rebbe learns a very important and powerful message that we can apply to our lives today from the story of the Miraglim and how to be able to do our service to Hashem in a way that while we are involved with the physical world and we work with physical matter and yet we can be confident if we have the right, right approach and Chofetz Banu Hashem, we trust Hashem and we do the service of Hashem that we can succeed within nature to show that the world and everything in it is not a distraction and not a contradiction to spirituality and Hashem, godliness, Judaism, but rather we can take the worldly matter and switch it around and make all this for a dwelling place for Hashem. The Rebbe talks also about the importance of oneself being able to uh, connect not only in a spiritual level but also through your actions with godliness and with Hashem but also with other people to be involved and make sure that you can impact and make sure that others are also part and also learn about uh, the heritage and about Yiddishkeit and influence them too. And the Rebbe, in the end, will also speak about the fact that don't need to worry that if you are going to become a teacher and a leader and somebody who influences people, that this might cause you arrogance, give you honor, and therefore cause you to lose uh, your own purity and righteousness, because on the contrary, if you use the Torah and Yiddishkeit in the way of impacting, unlike the mistake of the Miraglim, who thought that you can't do both together, the answer and the truth is that you could uh, accomplish both and it's not going to affect you, but on the contrary, it's going to make you even greater. In the beginning, the Rebbe starts off with uh, some simple question and the simple uh, ideas of the Miraglim. Um, So the Rebbe will explain a little bit that on the superficial level it seems difficult to understand why the Miraglim were doubting and uh, the uh, ability of going into Eretz Yisrael, it's also difficult to see how Kolev, in trying to respond to their doubts, was reassuring them, and he did not bring the obvious that here they were been experiencing all these miracles and all the wonderful things that Hashem has been doing for them while in the desert and from Mitzrayim, 
How could they even doubt Hashem? So, why would the Meraglim doubt Hashem? And why would Kalev not bring them the evidence from everything that took place? But he just says we can do it without seemingly addressing and bringing the evidence from the fact that they were um, just saved in a miraculous way. All this will tell us that there is also deeper meaning that the objection of the Meraglim was not just merely on the physical, superficial level that they were afraid, because that is difficult to comprehend, but it was a spiritual reason. There was something underneath that reasoning which pushed them not to want to go into Eretz Yisrael. And hereby the Rebbe will explain that their mistake was that they will not be able to remain as holy and connected and Hashem cannot really rest in a place like in Eretz Yisrael in which nature has to take place and it's in a natural way. Only in the desert the spies, the scouters, the Miraglim thought can Hashem rest. And that was the key to their mistake. And Kolev explained to them that no, that Davke, specifically in Eretz Yisrael, where the intent of Hashem is. So now we'll learn the Sikha inside. Ois Aleph. In Parsha Shlach der Tzel de Torah, in the portion of Shlach the Torah relates, with the Meraglim Hoben Gizokt, how the scouters, how they said, and with their words they scared the Jewish people and what they were saying is that we will not be able to conquer the land of Eretz Yisrael the land of Israel because the people that sits in the land is very strong as stark is the folk that sits in land, that strong is the nation that sits in the land of Israel. On the river, and therefore the scouters, the Meraglim argued, they argued, we will not be able to go up to wage war with the nation. For he is stronger than us. Now, there is a further, the Rebbe points to the further Chazal, the word, you should say, would seem grammatically, that he is stronger of us. Mimenu means also from him. When the Chazal der Tzelem, and our sages, they relate in the Gemara in Soito, that relates that the Meraglim Hom Gizok, what the Meraglim were actually saying, as the Yoshva Oret Zainin Starker Chaz Visholim Mimenu Funim, that they are actually stronger than him, they're stronger than Akodesh Baruch Hu, from the Mabrist. And the way they put it on, and the way they said it is like this is Kaviyochel Afilu Bal Habayis Eine Yochel Oitzikelev Misham. So to speak, that even the owner cannot take out his vessels from there, as their Bal Habos. The owner, the one in charge, is not able to take out his vessels from there. Meaning to say that the people are so entrenched in Eretz Yisrael, the people over there, so even though Hashem is the owner, Hashem is the Balabos, but he cannot 
take them out from there. He cannot make them leave there because now they are in the independent. The owner can is no longer in charge over them. And as the Rebbe will explain this concept in the metaphorically, the way it stands in the spirituality, is that the argument of the Meraglim was also that the uh, matters of nature and the world are so deeply entrenched in materialism, in, phys- in physical, in 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 in. in all things that they deal with in this world, that you can't elevate them. You can't take them out means you cannot elevate them. You can't make them spiritual. You can't take them out from where they are from the lower level, as we will see. But the Rebbe says that all stories of Torah are an instruction. For us, in our service, in every generation, generation. So the Rebbe is going to ask, what is the message for us? So we need to understand, what is the instruction of the story of the Meraglim, of the spies, of the scouters? So one can argue, well, the, it's a very obvious uh, message that we must, fix this that the Meraglim caused as Mandarf uns der Zeilnam Sipurvang the Meraglim that we need to have related to us the story about the Meraglim so that we can correct the crying for generations as we know that that night that the Meraglim came back that was the ninth day of Av and that was sort of a beginning of bad news and bad happenings that occurred on the ninth day of Av, eventually with the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, and many other things as the Gemara enumerates over there. So it became that crying when the Jewish people cried that they didn't want to go up to Israel after the spies brought back their report. So there caused, therefore, a crying for generations. And today we must make up for that crying with generations, which came as a result of their arguments. So therefore, this story is important to us to know that there was something bad that took place that caused us for all generations to cry. And we have to fix it up. We have to get the base and make this rebuilt. We have to fix the ninth of love. So that story is important to us. However, the Rebbe says, is but just for this part of it, it's not important to know the alaprotim, all the details and their tainus on the protim, their arguments and the details and the mantra of the response. But when I say again that they were given, we are trying to take a message from their argument, what they argued, and what the response was given to them by Kolev. So just to give us the idea that it's the ninth above and it's a b'chil that we must fix and we must uh, repent and we must be in a positive way of going to Tzisrael, etc. But that's not important for that to give us all the details of what the arguments was. So we have to find a message from the argument and the response in our Avedis Hashem.
And this is further uh, strengthened by realizing, as the Rebbe points out now, that on the simple level, these arguments is very simple. What that took place then isn't really so clearly understood. So we have to find a deeper meaning in the arguments which we will apply to our lives. So first, the Rebbe shows how the arguments themselves in the simple level, just as it occurred then, isn't really so understood, is not so clear. So we also need to understand how were the Meraglim able with such argument to be able to scare the Jews and to convince them that we won't be able to go up. I mean, if we're talking about just in the barely simple sense, it's very difficult to understand. How could they convince them we can't go up? The Jewish people already had seen then as the Rebishta Firzich mit Nisim Giluim Lemailem in Ateva. Firzei mit Nisim Giluim Lemailem in Ateva. That Hashem leads with, uh, with them. The Jewish people are being led with open miracles which are beyond nature. So they've seen this, they've witnessed this. It wasn't something that they had to believe in, but it's something that they experienced. The Rebbe elaborates. Zayin dikina midbar, because while they find themselves in a desert. Now what's in a desert? In a desert you have nochosh, sorov, ve'akrov. You have snakes, a sorov, and a scorpion. These are very, very dangerous animals. Under medrash dertzel, and the medrash in the Tanchuma. In Beshalach, Yudches, and other sources, the Rebbe references here, how scary these snakes, Serafim, and scorpions, they were. And yet, so what did the Jews see constantly? The miracle which was beyond the nature, Vider Oren, so as the Oren, the Holy Ark, and the glory clouds, the clouds of glory, as brought down in the various sources, that these they were killing those snakes. So this was as far that the Jews experienced as far as not having bad happen to them. Azoiz is given by Moisid Nidin von Ra. This was to protect the Jews so nothing bad befalls them. And in a similar way was also the way they, the flow of good. Day by day, every day they had the manna. This was a bread that came from the heavens. That was what they ate. And what did they drink? And water came from the well of Miriam. Some drinking to drink, which was from the rock that they used to drink. Was in them alamen zainen dor given. God asach often anisim. In this, there was a great many open miracles shalemayla mahateva, which was totally beyond nature. This is mevur medrashim, as explained in medrashim. So, the day-to-day survival and happenings with the Jewish people was on a day-to-day basis, was in a miraculous way, both in protecting them from anything bad happening to them, 
as well as all the positive things, their food and their drinks. So the question is, this was Dos is This is the miraculous conduct with the Jews while they were in the desert. That was their own survival. Then, as far as the other nations' relationship with the Yidden, they were they were witness. They saw the supernatural victories in their side from Melchama. With another folk at the time that they waged war against another nation, when the Mitzrims and Ongifalim say, when the Egyptians attacked them, Hodander Eberster Aleim Chamegalten Farzei. So then Hashem Himself waged war for them, Ongishpalten Farzei Dem Yam, and He split the sea for them. So this is a tremendous, tremendous miracle, a huge miracle, the splitting of the sea. Poskriis Yamsuv is Doch Eina from the Grest Nisim. Splitting of the sea is one of the greatest miracles. Bizas Chazal benutzen of them demloshin. Our sages use the language the Gemara Soito based on the Aleph that kosher. This is something very difficult. Difficult meaning that it's a very supernatural great miracle. So that's an addition to their own lives, which were protected and they were nurtured in a miraculous way when it came to wars. Hashem always protected them in a supernatural way. And by all these things, it's not that the Jews needed to believe these things. They witnessed this themselves. They seen this themselves with their own eyes. So they could have, they should have understood. Just as Hashem has done miracles with them by the war with the Egypt, with the Egyptian. So He will also do with them miracles when He wages the war against Canaan. Um, so. What was it really? So if we're going to just take the very simple level that they scared them, how could they really scare them? How could the Maraglim scare them by telling them about all these things when the Jews have seen all the great miracles of the Eberster? So why would they get scared all of a sudden? Because they have this argument. Their whole life was one big miracle over there in the desert. And further, the question is actually, why did Kolev, who was responding to the scouts, and he took the other side, how come he didn't tell them there? Nochmer Pele is, it's even a greater surprise. As when Kolev Also, when Kolev went against, stood up against, and he responded to the arguments of the spies, of the scouters, so he did not bring evidence from the Nisim by Yitzis Mitzrayim, from the miracle that took place by the exodus of Egypt, Un in Midbar, and in desert. What was his response? He just said, Go up, we will go up, and we will inherit it. 
didn't seem like he told them anything to alleviate of their fear. He's just saying, So it would seem that at first he should have proved to them as the Eden that they need not be scared. For them as for the strong nation, starken folk, was this thing not that is sitting in Gnan through the Nisim from Mitzrayim and Midbar by showing them through the miracles of Egypt and in the Midbar he should have proved it to them, but he doesn't say that. This all points the Rebbe is leading this up to show to us that there must be another part which is beyond the superficial argument that we can't go up there because of some the physical of the problem but there is something deeper and me uh, more uh, spiritual to their argument over here and as the Rebbe will explain later on in Nois Gimel the Rebbe will explain that the argument of the Meraglim was not so much the physical impossibility because Hashem can show miracles that they experienced but the question is the miracles of Hashem apply and work in a place of miracles like the Midbar but when you start a normal life like the life in the Eretz Yisrael in where you do things according to the natural way of things, when you live in a natural ways. Over there, they argued, within nature you can't experience miracles. If you have to work with nature, within nature itself, how do you experience? You don't experience miracles. So they didn't doubt that in a miraculous way, as we will see, the Rebbe explained later on at length, just wanted to share just what the idea is going to be over here, is to look at the argument of the Meraglim and the response of the uh, of Kolev, how this works out in the spiritual matter of things, in which the Meraglim argue that in the Midbar we can experience miracles, but in the land of Eretz Yisrael, where it's a natural conduct, then miracles are not prevalent, and how you, how Kolev's response fits that to tell them that there is a higher level of God's miracles that even within the nature we can experience that as will be explained later on. But in the meantime, in Oiz base, the Rebbe is going to disprove uh, and a possible, one can say, maybe Hashem was able to do miracles against, why were the Jews afraid? One can explain it very simply. Because the Jews were afraid that maybe Hashem can beat one nation, like the Mitzrayim, uh, Amalek. Uh, but we had 31 nations that occupied the land of Eretz Yisrael. That's too much even for Hashem. So the Rebbe is going to explain now that couldn't that's not the 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 the, the reason why they were afraid on the simple level. You cannot answer it with the following. 
as the Nitzachon Iber Padri, that the victory that took place over uh, Pharaoh is Nitkin Bevaiv did not prove as the Zalbevet Zayim by the Einon Dreisig Melochim from Canaan that the same thing will take place by the 31 kings of Canaan. Because they were strong and uh, mighty. Uh, so maybe Hashem cannot handle them. Uh, maybe that's why they were afraid. But that couldn't be the reason because you see what I mean, Shira Sayam, because look in the Yashir, which we say in the Song of the Sea, so all Jews sang together, so they already said that all the inhabitants of Canaan have melted, meaning that as their Nitzachin from the Eden in Melchemes Mitzrayim, that the victory of the Jews in the war in Egypt, this has put a tremendous fear for all those who dwell in Canaan. And that fright was so great as Fertzik Yorspeter that even later on, 40 years later, when the Maraglim was Yeshua Gishikt, when the spies that discovered that Yeshua said when they came to heard so they heard the people speaking there as it's recorded in Yeshua. They heard over there that they were discussing that Hashem dried out the waters of the Yamsuf, the Nisim Kris Yamsuf, that makes, melts away out of fright the hearts of those inhabitants of Canaan. They were still reeling and they were still afraid from all this thing that took place. Is the Chabadah. So then it's certainly So certainly when Moshe Rabbeinu sent these This was very close, a much closer. This was 40 years later when Yeshua sent the spies. But this was 40 years before and this was still close. The Jews should have been uh, for, for uh, be certain by Zich, by themselves, that they would be able to conquer the 31 kings. Because we see that the Jewish victory impacted and put a fear into all the nations, to the 31 kings. So why would it be that they would, that they that they scared that they won't be able to handle that? Furthermore, in the Gemara, it says, in Chagiga Yud Gimel as the Ummah Tzuvalche the Eden Zayin Meshubet, that that nation to which the Jewish people are enslaved, Machtir der Eibushter for the starkste von all Ummahs, God makes it to be the strongest of all nations. Hashem doesn't want the Jewish people to be slave to a nation which is a weak one, which is a low one. Hashem makes it into a powerful nation. That slavery, uh, if they're slaves, but at least their slavery is going to be to a powerful nation. In their Zeit was the Eden Zayin Gevenen Golos Mitzrayim, and the time that the Jews were in exile in Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim, Hodamot Mitzrayim Yehesh to be the Ganzer Welt. So at that point, Egypt was the ruler, dominant ruler of the whole world. Kum Dachui. So it turns out as the Lamed Alv Melachim Zayin Gordan Given Unter Tenik. So it turns out that those thirty-one nations at that time were subdued as if Alav Melachim, just as all other nations, to Mitzrayim. 
to Egypt. So they were probably on, they were under Egypt at the time. So it's understood that after the victory of Mitzrayim, the Jews did not have to fear the kings of Canaan. All this points that there is a deeper, again, there's a deeper reasoning. It's not just the simple scaring, the simple uh, fright, uh, fear of not being able to uh, be victorious and afraid of them because, as we said, that that's not really uh, a good reason that we just wouldn't be afraid. So there must be an underpinning, an underlying uh, reason. And the Rebbe is going to explain it in the further oisius, in the uh, spiritual and the meaning of it, why the spies did not think that we can go up to Eretz Yisrael and able to do the Avodah, the service of Hashem in Eretz Yisrael, in a natural way and experience miracles only in Eretz Yisrael, as we're going to see further on. Ois Gimel. In Ois Gimel, the Rebbe will bring in the inner meaning of the and reasoning for the Meraglim's refusal to go into Eretz Yisrael. And that will give us also a good understanding on the questions that we asked before. Uh, how could the Meraglim dissuade the Jewish people with arguments of not being able to go into Eretz Yisrael, not being able to conquer the nations when they have witnessed and they've been living with miracles throughout now? As stated in Chassidus, it says in Chassidus, as the Tamfar was the Meraglim of Nidgivot Arangin in Eretz Yisrael, that the reason why the scouts, the spies, did did not wish to enter into Eretz Yisrael, and Givot for Blaib in the Midbar, and they wanted to stay in the desert, is because they did not wish to descend. And to occupy themselves with physicality. While they were in the desert, the Jews were totally locked out, uh, inculcated from the world. They were not part of the world. Even their physical eating and drinking is given von Arzius was higher than the earthy kind of eating, Erdishkeit, earthiness. Because you see, the food and the uh, drinks that they drank was not the ordinary food and drink as we do today or as they would do later on. Because their mon is given lechem in Hashemayim. The bread came as bread from the heavens, it came through the, by the form of the mon. Mayim came, shel Miriam, that came from the well of Miriam, also in a supernatural way. Even garments, their garments. Now, when we talk about garments relative to uh, the food that a person drinks, or that he eats and drinks, was levushim uh, garments are separate. Zachon oiserlich from the mention. They are matters that are outside of the person. They don't unite with him to turn into uh, blood and meat as his flesh. They don't become part of the person. As it is with eating and drinking. So even their garments, which was the most external part, 
that also was they too grew along with the bodies as our sages say about the verse in the word in Perik that your garment did not ruin from on top of you which means that the garment went with them it didn't rot, it was like a uh, sort of like a, um, a turtle that the house is with it. The garment was growing and was with them, and it didn't ruin. So you see that everything about them was in a supernatural way. But as they come to Israel, the mona stopped, ceased. And they needed to eat the bread that comes from the ground. So in order to get this bread from the ground, so then that requires a preoccupation with the world. You're not going to get the bread from the world. Bread from the heavens comes down on its own, but here you need to work with the world. What does it require? Mid the malachas, you got to do work. Fun chadisha, uzriya, you must plow, you must sow, v'chul, etc. Further, they also did not have any more the water from the well of Miriam and so on. So the river, the Meraglim, did give out a rangin in Eretz Yisrael. That's why the Meraglim refused, didn't wish to go into Eretz Yisrael. Tainendig, their argument was, as he is a cheles yeshveha, it consumes, it eats up its inhabitants. He said, Eretz Yisrael yeshveha. What does it mean? It eats up. The est oiv divas bazetzin zechin ir. It swallows up. It eats up those that settle in it. Swallowing up means that they become like the land. They become also Eretz. Nor Gashmis. They become physical as well. It's a land that turns you into physicality yourself. You do not have the spiritual matters which you can have based when you are locked out from the world. And when you are only occupied with spirituality. To the extent that you're so involved with spirituality that even your physical body nourishes itself and lives with bread from the heavens. And that in turn was his mezachic dimension. Eating that bread, eating the bread from the actually refines the person. That makes him a refinement, so he should become a vehicle and a vessel to receive the Torah. That is actually the reason that we find that the Torah was not given but to be expounded by those people who ate the mana. They had the power to really expound the Torah in its fullest. The Torah was given to those who eat the man because that man and that physical nurturing from their physical bodies, from the spirituality, helped them attain greatness. But if they're going to go to Eretz Yisrael, they have to leave all this behind. Eretz Yisrael, they're going to become materialistic, they're going to become physical.
However, the Remes is over. The truth, however, is as the Meraglim Hobman in them Gehatatos. That the Meraglim made a mistake. The Ganze Kavone is Sumachun Fardem Eibrishton Kaveyochul. All of Hashem's intention is to make for Hashem Kaveyochul, so to speak, Adire Betachtoinim, to make for him a dwelling place in the lower worlds. Hobot Suton Midvel, to have a relationship with the world. And to make of her, of the world, a vehicle to godliness. And this that the Jews spent time in the desert is given to their dear betachtoine. That was merely a preparation for that dwelling place in this low world. The main function the Dirbit that they made when they came to Israel. But this that they spent the time in the midbar, that was just a preparation for that. So that's a mistake. The Maraglin want to stay in the desert, that's a mistake because the purpose and the intention of Hashem is to be connected and involved in the physical matter. So now that we're explaining this spiritual reasoning and meaning behind the refusal of the spies to enter Eretz Yisrael, the Rebbe is also going to explain in Ois Dalid why their argument was notwithstanding that all their experiences that they had and yet they didn't want to go to Eretz Yisrael the question that the Rebbe presented in the beginning. The Rebbe is going to answer now in Ois Dalet. According to this, it is answered, Notwithstanding all the open miracles at the exodus of Egypt, and the splitting of the sea, and also the open miracles that took place in the desert, Yet the Meraglim argued, They said that he's stronger than him. What was their taina? What, they, what was their argument? They said, That this from the miracles and the victories that took place beyond nature, was the Idnam Gehat in Midbar, which the Jews had while in the desert, Zaindik Oizgiton Funinyonim Arzim, while they were undressed, they were uninvolved in material, earthly matters, is Nitkin Raya, that is no proof of their sight and their Seder Van Hoge on the time and the order and the conduct. Which is connected with Eretz Yisrael. So, notwithstanding all the miracles that they experienced, uh, they still argued. They open gizokt. What they said was as fundinisim undem nitzachon shalemaylem inateva. That from the great mir- from the miracles and the beyond nature victory that the Jews was the idnam gehat in midbar that the Jews had in the midbar. Zainendik Oizgiton 
while they were undressed for Ninyonim Archim from early matters, is Nitzkein Raya, that does not prove of their sight and their Seyed Levan for the time and in the order and the conduct which is connected with Eretz Yisrael. When as Fodetzich the Avoid of Eretz Neshavah, which is required, the service of Eretz Neshavah settled land. Von sein ongeton bis yashvus in Welt, that you must be settled in the land, in Midbar. In Welt, in Midbar, in the desert, as we know, to Tomit Himmelzachem, when you are reconnected and you have, you're occupied with sky, matters of the sky, meaning holy matters. So there, it is room for miracles beyond nature. But when you begin a type of service of a settled land, so then the conduct of all worldly matters based on the nature. This is talking as it actually, in many matters, immediately that happened in actuality, that they transferred from this miraculous style of living to a very natural style of living. So it ceased, the Iman ceased, in the well of Miriam, the clouds of glory as a writer. So based on this type of conduct, then you cannot be victorious over those uh, descendants of the giants, which are naturally stronger than the Jew. In nature, in the order of nature, you can't conquer them. And this was their argument. So to speak, that even the owner, the master, cannot take out his vessels. Of course, they knew. And even more, they seen as the Eibushter is the Balabais, that Hashem is the one in charge of the Ganser Welt over the entire world. And he can do with it as he wishes. So Hashem can always, no, that's not wasn't the question. Since Kalov, it's Zayne Kalim, it's his vessels. He made it. But what they thought. As in order to be able to take out the kelim, to take out the kelim means to take out the sparks, the divine sparks, which finds themselves in the physicality of the land of Canaan, and to elevate them to Kedusha, that can only take place if you're not in the world. And when you live in a conduct which is higher than world, whether you're in the desert or a type of a conduct of the, a desert kind of a conduct, which means not in a natural way. Oh, but as the veld velt, but if you, the world should remain, world should remain not to be a world. It should have all the natural laws of Teva, of nature. It should have the laws. And still it should become a vehicle for godliness. If them, on this aspect, they thought they were of the opinion 
Hashem made himself like he's no more in charge, God forbid. If the world runs according to the master, Hashem's Rotzen, in Anhoga Funteva, so that means that Hashem wants it to run naturally. So how could there be miracles? Which is contrary to the Tava, to nature. Hashem makes the nature over there. Hashem wants the nature there. How could you have within nature miracles which are beyond? entered Yeshua, and this was the response from Kolvin Yeshua. Im Hashem. If Hashem desires us, he saying Hashem's desire. The Baal does the Eibushter. Since as Hashem is Pnimius Ritzoynei, His inner will, Ad Mizon Dorten Oisfirin Zayn Kavone, that we should over there accomplish His intent from Diripetachtoynim to make a dwelling place in the lower place. That is Hashem's desire. There are bread, we can eat them as bread, and Hashem is with us, don't be afraid of them. We have nothing to be excited or impacted. We have nothing to fear from well from world. For although world remains in the limitations in the boundaries of nature is so Hashem is always with the Yidin and within the nature itself He gives them success beyond nature to make from the world turn it into our bread to switch it around as a place for Hashem that it becomes our bread, meaning blood and flesh, like his own flesh. I mean, it becomes just like he made the uh, mon, which was Menashemayim, became dam. In this case, we're making the arches, we're taking the gosh mystical things. Dambosky, sorry. Bimir Zainen, yet. Just as we are now, Bemidbar in the desert, that here you're making a Shachanti Besoicham, you're making a dwelling place through miraculous ways. Hashem helps you within nature to do the same thing too. Shachanti Besoicham, Akelitzelakus, to become a vehicle to godliness. So, what the Rebbe explained here in this Ois Dalit was that the argument of the Miraglim, based on their understanding, that spirituality, spiritually, they can conquer, they can uh, connect the world, but in physicality is going to draw them down within nature. They don't have the power to bring down Hashem within nature. Yeshua said, no, that if you have the Chefetz Hashem, we can do with nature itself, we can bring down. Within nature, we can bring down uh, Hashem. And as the Rebbe will say in Ois Hey that actually it is a greater miracle to have nature itself agree and become a vehicle and a vessel to the Adira, a dwelling place for Hashem, even more than a supernatural, than the miracles that took place in the Midbar. 
In truth, these miracles that are dressed in the ways of nature, they are even higher than the open miracles that are beyond nature. Those miracles that are beyond nature, they point how godliness is not limited, God forbid, in the limitation of natures. That goes beyond nature. El can brechem diteva. He can break nature. Ober denisim belchazayin ongeton in teva. But those miracles that are dressed within nature, vayzen nit bloiz as elakusis nit mukbal in teva. They point to the fact that not only isn't God limited by nature, nor oichazer is nit mukbal in dragbal of ulamaylam ateva. But also that he isn't limited only in beyond nature. In the Ragbolov, he is beyond both from nature and from above nature. He's higher than both of them. That's why he can connect them both. That nature and beyond nature should work together. So you have within nature itself above nature. And other is given in This type of revelation of the supernatural to connect with the natural was mainly in the Kodshikadoshim. Dort is given the Chibur from Mokoim, Mit Over there was the connection of place and beyond place. Because you see, there was like a contradiction over there within the physical space. There was on one hand, the Mokin Ma'orin, you had the space of the Orin. The Orin had the measurement. The Torah requires a measurement. Was is given modud midar Orin. It had the Torah instructs how what the measurement needs to be according to the Torah, which is Amosayim v'chetzi orkoi v'amav v'chetzi rovoi, two and a half amas long, and one and a half amas wide. Is so then that limited space, which was a defined space, was also not measured. Which means, it didn't take up this space in the Holy of Holies. It, it had a measurement, but it, in its, in its, when you measured from the walls, of the sides of the Kodesh it didn't take up any space, the Doran. It connected both space and outer space in one, in one area. In one space. So in order for the Eden to be able to accomplish and in order that Jews should accomplish this in the world, they needed to enter into Eretz Yisrael. In Midbar is given When they were in the desert, they were beyond nature. But in Israel was accomplished that connection from nature together with above nature. And this is also the reason was the Bikiya from Yarden, 
that the splitting of the Jordan, which is the Ascholah from the Marangin in Eretz Yisrael, which was the beginning of their entrance to Eretz Yisrael, is given Durch Dem Oren. It was through the Oren. As uh, as we learn in the story over there in Yeshua and Petik Dalpas Zion, um, we see that the Oren went ahead of them. But those Zion in Eretz Yisrael, because that that Yidin are in Eretz Yisrael, and the idea of the Oren is the Zalbazach, is both the same idea. That's connecting nature together with beyond nature. And the Rebbe in the Ha'orah 20 uh, points out that the disconnection of Gvul Abligvul that we see by the Oren, that comes because of Atzmus, which is Nimna Hanim Nois, so by why by the Migdosh it says, Ochin Yesh Havai because Havai is the Shema Etzim. And that's why also with Kolov and Yeshua, they said, that's the Koyach Atzmus. And at the time when they didn't have the power of Atzmus, when the Pasuk relates in the Pasuk, Al Taluk, he says, because Havai, that's the Shema Etzim. And when that is not there, then you don't have the ability to go to Israel to uh, within Israel. And Havai will not be with you. And the same thing is with regards to the Oren, as we bring down later on, that the Oren also they preceded them to go into Eretz Yisrael. It says also, Ba'arim Bris Hashem. The Rebbe brings down Oren 21, just like with regards to Kriyas Yamsuf, the Oren went first. It's also the same thing was with Kibush Yerichai, uh, which was the Nagrash of Eretz Yisrael, it was the key of Eretz Yisrael. And it's equal to all of its role. So what? So it's, it had to be by Yasiv Aaron Hashem. It was the Aaron Hashem. So it all accomplished because this is still the same idea of Eretz Yisrael, the same idea of the Aaron. And also, as the Rebbe brings down order twenty-two, that at the end of the story of the Meragim says, "Va'arin bris Hashem loy and the lemosh mikelav machne that the Aaron, which is the power to go into Eretz Yisrael, uh, was taken from them." At that time, when they were trying to go up to the mountain, there's Israel. Without the Oren, it doesn't go. It's the Oren that causes them that connection, as the Rebbe speaks in the Sikha. In the Oizvav, the Rebbe is going to continue to explain uh, Kolev's response to the argument uh, of the Meraglim, how it's in the Pasik that you could be victorious uh, even in Teva. As the Rebbe will explain, according to this, we'll also understand the Mloshim von Kolov's answer, the language that Kolov used in his answer. He says, We will go up, up we will go up, and we will inherit it. The Loshin Ole Nale, the language he says, a duplicate Loshin, Ole Nale. Vice that points of that represents that points to two types, different types of elevation. There's one aloy and nala. It does not represent two elevations in the same category, but different categories. 
For if the second one is in the same category, and it is relative, it's, it's, it, it has a connection to the Eshter, to the first one, then it's still included in the first elevation. You cannot call it a second elevation. But when we say, this is talking about, it means two categories of elevations. And Kolev was hinting with saying this, as that when they are going to come to Israel, to Israel, that you're going to come to a new type of elevation. Not only to the elevation that you're going to be higher than nature as it was in Midbar, you're also going to be higher than beyond nature. And that is the level of Atmos, the Havaye, that is going to come down in the nature. This is what he says, and we will inherit it. Because taking something, taking possession of something can come in several ways, but specifically when you inherit it, then you get it the fullest capacity. This is also why he concludes that we will inherit it. Yerusha means points. It has the meaning as the Yerush Teltzichavek in the Ort from the Moedish Mamish. The inheritor places himself in the space, in the spot from the one who has is, is inheriting him. You take his place. As opposed to buying something or getting something as a gift. When a person sells you something or gifts you something. The object actually transfers from the seller. To the recipient, to the purchaser and to the recipient. But they do not take the space of the seller and the giver. Thus haste. This means, as they don't take the essence of the seller or the giver. They do t- just take the object. Andesh is by Yerusha, but it's different when it comes to inheritance. The Yerush is Oymed Amedish Mamish. The inheritor takes the place of the one that is inherited him actually, takes his actual place. Ernem the Atmos in the Moirish, he takes the essence of the one who is inheriting him. This means that we will inherit it through the Knesset in Eretz Yisrael, through entering in Eretz Yisrael, which is Eretz Neshevis, which is a settled land, in a settled land. And to occupy itself with physical matters. So that you make from them vehicles, vessels to godliness. So then, when you take world now, in you now you're inheriting it like. You take the essence of godliness. This is actually going to take the greater level through the level of His Yashra, through the level of Eretz Yisrael, through the Eretz Neshavs. This is what the answer was from Kolev. And this is the language of Oli Nali, the different languages, this whole separate level of Aliyah, an Aliyah of taking the level of Atmos, which is beyond even miraculous, it's beyond miracle and beyond nature.
it's the connection being able for miracles to come down inside the nature and also it comes in a level of Yerash Noisa and this was the response to the people of the Meraglim who thought that Eretz Yisrael was a contradiction and Eretz Neshevis was not where they can be able to receive godliness and Kolev tells them Adrabe that it's specifically there where they can first get uh, there only they can get to the higher level and now in Ois Zayin and Ches the Rebbe is going to go out and explain how this applies in our service of Hashem, what the instruction and the lesson is to our Avodah. The instruction of the section of the Maraglim in service. By every Jew, during his lifetime, he has these two periods. There's a time that you're in the desert, and likewise is every day. In Onipfun Tog, in the beginning of the day, is Aid Farnumen Middamnen. A Jew is occupied with prayer, learning. Ashir B'Toyra, he's studying a portion of Torah. Nochun Davnen, that follows the Davnen. Ukadaim is similar. Uncho, Unarhotnit Sutomil Gashmis, and he has nothing to do with physicality. Chorch has the mitzvah and tzitzis and tefillin was attracted. Although the mitzvah of tzitzis and the tefillin which he's wearing, they are dressed in physical matters. He does not have a connection with the limitations and the boundaries of world. As understood. So these are physical matters, but it's not physicality here that he's occupied in. But after he finishes to daven and learn, so then he has to occupy himself with worldly matters. In the asokim for nyonim in his businesses and occupations of uh, permissible matters, not not doing a uh, not directly a mitzvah, it's permissible matters. You must do the service of knowing Hashem in all of His ways. It's it's His ways, it's optional to do shoes, and He has to do it, turn into service of Hashem. So one can argue, it's, he can understand at the time that he's studying Torah based when he is studying the wisdom and the wills, the wishes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu he's verstandig, then he understands that so then exists only Hashem and He so that's when he's studying and certainly how much more so during the time of davening when he is standing total subjugated to godliness, is that a er? Then even his he his self zayin mitzias his own existence oichnit da. Then it's also not there. Do is faran nor the rebbe shteralei. Then there is only exists Hashem alone. B'shas oberer is farnum binyan or shoes. But when he is occupied in optional matters, in matters of the world, 
world, the meaning of Olam, comes from the language of Helem, and Hester that blocks and obscures. And the Torah request tells him that you must do. These are actions. That he should conduct himself according to the order of the world. So how is he able to affect himself? That while he is in the order of the world, so that these physical matters should not uh, take up space, should not occupy him, should not become important to him. As only Tobin in Zeken Gishmak, he should have no desire, and he should only use them to the service of Hashem. On the contrary, his argument is at the time that he is preoccupied most of the day with the worldly matters, is not nor So not only will he not be able to impact by zich by himself to that he should be able to be as he should, so that these things should not be a distraction. No but further, Eretz is a chelus yishvel. It's a land which consumes its inhabitants. Does vetim evalvul zayin? That's going to detract him, distract him, unstern and disturb him. Oichin the tzaytz and teru tefila, even for his time of davening and learning, of learning and davening. Azoich damut vel nimeraifal machshor vezoris. That even then, when he's learning and davening and praying, he's going to have then falling in his mind uh, strange thoughts from his being preoccupied in worldly matter all day so he's basically saying he should not end up being occupied in worldly matters because the worldly matters will actually detract him so not only is it possible he thinks that it's not possible for them to be devoted to Hashem furthermore it's also going to take away from his uh, davening and learning that even then he's going to have thoughts from his all day occupation this is the argument of the raglam of them zokman as on as dosis given the title of the raglam this one is told that this was the argument of the raglam they were of the view as oipmen hotzuton mitvelt that if you have connection you're connected you have to do with the world and you find yourself in an order of world is so to speak even the owner Hashem cannot take out his vessel meaning that the Arceus remains the Caleb, the Arceus it remains as is the Remus is over but the truth is however that the observance of the Mitzvah needs to be accomplished through the order of nature. And notwithstanding these limitations of nature, if Hashem desires us, that you are going in the world as an agent and as the desire of the Holy One, blessed be He, of HaKadosh Baruch of Hashem. Hot men dem koyach, so then you have the strength. Durch dem orin vaser is gansich itzter, through the orin, 
which is intact also now. As we know, the Aaron was Nignas. So the conceptually, the Aaron is still here with us. It says, It's only that it's been hidden. But even now, it is in its wholesomeness. You can unite nature with above nature. To make in this low world, in this lower world, a dwelling place for Hashem. In this ois, the Rebbe is going to further uh, bring out the Hirah as far as a person's relationship with his environment, with other people in the surrounding, not only with regards to oneself, but also impacting others is also a, an important part of going into Eretz Yisrael and uh, really reaching the highest of levels. It's written in the Kabbalah and it's also brought down in the Kutetayda. As the Meraglim hom gevold zayn in oylem hamachshover, that the Meraglim wish to be in the level of thought, in the world of thought. So we know there is the level of levushim. There is thought, speech, and action. They wanted to remain in the level of thought. Unit gevold arabkumen in dibur. They didn't want to go to the next step, to the level of speech, which is a further descent. Uh, Nochadeya is, and there is yet another opinion, as Oich Oif Oilm Hadibrom is asking given, that they also agree to be in the world, the so called world of speech, in the lowering level of speech, of godliness. But they did not wish to descend all the ways into Maisa. The Rebbe explains now, the Chilik Tvishimachshavu and Dibur is, what's the difference between thought and speech? Thought is just for the person by himself. Person, nobody knows what he's thinking. He's thinking on his own. Speech is when you want to accomplish to somebody else. The fun is verstandig. So from this we understood as the oiftu from the avoid in Eretz Yisrael of the avoid in Midbar that the accomplishment and the novelty of the service in Eretz Yisrael over the service in the Midbar, by state nit not in them, it consists not just in this, as as muzayin da'avoyde in kiyum ha-mitzvahs, that there needs to be the service in the fulfillment of the mitzvahs, vizayin in ongiton in dvarim gashmim, as they are dressed in physical matters, nit bloiz in Torah alein, not just the, not the matters as they are in Torah, but you have to do them as they manifest themselves in the physical world. And also this service of in all ways knowing Hashem, that is where you have to do and accomplish and bring down uh, the godliness. As mentioned above. This can all be that he's only doing it with himself. Which means he's just occupied with his own self. As long as a Jew only does with himself, so although he's also occupying himself with physical matters, that still remains the midbar. It's that's the world of thought. That is 
What does Eretz Yisrael accomplish is avoid the zulas, that you also occupy yourself, you work with somebody else, because dibur is outside of you. Ob gemen zich mit atzveten iden, that is to devote yourself to another Jew, or machen im faratoyro mitzvus id, and to turn him into a Jew of toyro mitzvus. Can doch der yitzar hore tainen, so the yitzar hore can argue. If I am going to devote myself to another person and I'm going to impact him, then I will for sure feel myself higher than the other person. In the parentheses, especially the other person will thank me for it. He'll give me honor and praise me. That makes me, through that, I become a being and a and an arrogant. And then I, God forbid, will fall through and become a, a an arrogant person. Which is the root for all bad things. Because as we know that from arrogance, as the Rebbe brings down in the, from the Torah, Aleph, in many places, that the arrogance is the source for all kinds of bad stuff. So it seems to be more appropriate that I should close myself up for myself. Is that unfair? The answer is if them on this. This was the argument of Maraglim. They said it's a land, Israel eats its inhabitants, it consumes its inhabitants. The Ramas is over, but the truth, however, is as Im Chavetz Bono Hashem. If Hashem desires, Eivman Tutas Bichdei to Duchfirin the Meibushtons Chayfitz. If we do it in order to accomplish Hashem's desire, is not nervous as Kupni Tarizda from King Yerida. Not only that from that there will be no descent, nor Adrabe Olinale, but on the contrary, we up we should go up. So the Yetzirah can argue Let it be that we have to do with another one Maybe I should only influence somebody who is relative to my level In my Erech is somebody who is uh, on a level which is close to his but I don't need to descend to lower myself to save. Somebody which is totally lower than my category. Because by having dealings with very low people, so God forbid I can be influenced from their lowliness myself. There is another instruction for the section of Raglin. That speech is not enough. That it must be actually only action. What's the difference between speech and action? Dibur is actually to, a, is, 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 is to someone else. But speech is to a other person who is relative to you. You can only speak to another person, a speaking person. So I mentioned 
and to Azavas heard through a person to somebody that hears. Pashtei Dishprach knows the language and Azavaita is similar. Action you can impact even a inanimate. This instruction as Muzain Maisa that you have to be action. Lerontuns it teaches us as Medarzich of Gebem to Mekarev Zain that we must devote ourselves to bring close Afila Zain. Even such a Jew as the Gabi Imen Abichinas Doimim, which is relative to him in a level of inanimate. And Davke Durch them. And it's specifically through this you reach the true elevation up, upwards we will go up and we will inherit. This is from the Sikhs of Shabbos Parshish Shlach in the year Tafshin Chav Basin.